Hi, this is Ruth Friedman, and I serve as the Maharat at Ohev Shalom, the National Synagogue in Washington, D.C. And welcome back to my weekly Parsha podcast, Life Imitates Torah. This week, we read Parsha Vayetze, the story of Yaakov, but Yaakov when he has to go out on his own. Yaakov, when he leaves his family, he leaves the security and protection of his mother, the conflict with his father and brother, and he's now out on his own. And we see that this is an empowering process for him in some ways, and also a frightening process for him in some ways. We see in the first scene what happens when Yaakov is alone and he has to find a way to sleep alone outside and putting stones around his head for protection, but also having a dream and also being able to connect with God in a way that he hasn't yet. It's this very interesting mix of empowerment and also fear and vulnerability. And I think that this this theme certainly carries throughout once he actually arrives at his destination, at where Lavan, um, his mother, his uncle, lives. And I want to today focus on this scene of what happens at the well when he meets Rachel. So he gets to this area called B'nai Kedem, um, meaning the East, but it's you know not Israel for sure. And what happens? There are three flocks of sheep hanging out by the well. And the Pasuk tells us, Ha'evin gedola al pi right? There's a large stone on the mouth of the well. And then when all of the flocks would get there, the galilu et ha'evin me'al pi right? The stone would be rolled, or really they would roll the stone from the mouth of the well, and then they would give water to the sheep, and then they would roll, they would put the stone back on. And so Yaakov engages with these people who are there, with the shepherds who are there. Um, they say, we're from Haran. Uh, he says, do you know Lavan? Um, and they say, oh yeah, he's good. And no, oh, here's his daughter Rachel coming to, to water the animals. But they say, but it's not really time yet to actually do that. They say, we usually wait until all of the shepherds are here. And then, right? Then we roll the stone off the mouth of the well and we water the sheep. Now, while they're having this conversation, here comes Rachel. And then in verse 10, we're told, Right. So once he saw Yaakov saw Rachel, that at Son Lavan Achimo, and he sees the, the sheep, the flock, Vaigash Yaakov, Vayagel et Haeven me al pihabeer. Then Yaakov approaches and he it's difficult to translate here. JPS says rolled off, where he removed the stone from the mouth of the well, Vayash get son Lavan Achimo. And he watered the flock of his uncle Lavan. Now, this scene is actually quite interesting because until now, as we've seen, it takes it seems that the way that the shepherds speak to Yaakov about how they water the animals, it seems that this is a multi-person process, right? The Torah specifically tells us this is a large stone. And then say they say the Galilu, right? We roll it off. And then we have to put it back on. It's a wee process. It's a big process. Now, suddenly Yaakov sees Rachel and he goes up to the well and removes the stone by himself. So what's going on here? It means certainly this is enough. It may seem like, okay, not such an interesting question, but it certainly is enough to prompt the commentators to discuss it. What exactly happened? How did he do this by himself? Now, if you look in Rashi, but really <laughs> just about everybody says this, 
that he some that he he had an enormous strength. Rashi quotes a midrash that says, "Kemi shema avir et apikak mi'al pitz lochit lahodiacha shekochol gadol." So that Yaakov in that moment, this is the Breshi Rabbah, he it was like removing a bottle stopper from a bottle. It was that easy. You just pick up this stone and you move it and then you can access the well. And why is it said here? To, uh, to, to tell us about his great strength. Yaakov is so strong and now we see that. And like I said, most of the commentators point this out. They say, oh, this teaches us how much of a gibor he was, how strong Yaakov was, etc." Now, personally, I'm not totally satisfied with this answer. I don't really think we have reason to believe that Yaakov ever had superhuman strength. Um, I also think that if he was going to have superhuman strength, or at least be a very strong person. It was not going to be right when he left his home. He was an Ishtam Yeshev Ohalim. This is not a guy who was out in the field. This is not a guy who was doing manual labor. This is a guy who stayed at home, cooking close to his parents. Suddenly he's going to have superhuman strength. That doesn't really make sense. Maybe after working for Lavan for all those years, he would get a lot stronger. But certainly this is not the time. So, then let's say it is miraculous. It is something. What is the significance of this actually happening here? Why does it matter that Yaakov himself took the stone off? Now, the Toldot Yitzchak, um, which is a commentary written by Rav Yitzchak Karo, who's the uncle of Rav Yosef Karo, who authored the Shulchan Aruch, he um, has an interesting comment. I just wanted to look into this. We're going to build off of that and then build into one more. Um, and he quotes the Midrash, the Rashi quotes, that it's like someone removing a bottle stopper from a bottle. And he explains where this approach came from. Because we, and what they, he explains, another explain also, is the etymology of that original word, of vayagel, is a bit confusing. Because we actually saw until now that the word that the shepherds used to describe how they removed the stone is vigalelu, gimel lamed lamed, right? That galelu kind of means they rolled it off. You can imagine a lot of people pushing a big stone. How do you do that? Well, you get it to roll. You don't pick it up off the thing and then put it down. You kind of push it and roll it until it comes off. Now, that is, hi, Coco, that is the word that should have been used in the singular, that's how it should have referred to what Yaakov did to remove the stone. But it doesn't say that. It says, so it says, Yagel means to kind of like reveal, to remove. And so he says, that's where this Mijash comes from. That's why it's significant that we say it was just like removing a bottle stopper from a bottle because it was. It was like he just kind of went, picked up the stone, put it down next to him, and then watered the flock. So that's and uh, so that's the explanation of where we at least get this idea, right? So that it's not just simply oh Yaakov had superhuman strength. This is rooted in the language of the pasuk, right? It's rooted in the word vayagel instead of vayiglo. But I'm still, like, personally, when I read this, I'm not totally satisfied, right? I don't want to always just, like, why would Yaakov have superhuman strength here, okay? Right now, we explain where this approach comes from. But why? What is the significance? Why is that in the story? Is it real? Do we really believe that he did? Was it something that happened momentarily? Like, what is the significance of this? And this is actually the most interesting comment um, I found was from the Moscula David, which is uh, a, com a super commentary on the Rashi written by an Italian rabbi named Rabbi David Pardo. 
And he explains, so he's going to be explaining the Rashi. He explains where exactly this Midrash came from. And he also explains what the Toldot Yitzchak said about the etymology and Vayigolel or Vayagel and what exactly was happening here. But he touches on another point as well. And he says, remember, if you go back to the original Pasuk, as we read, um, the Pasuk says, Vayigash Yaakov, Vayagel et ha'evin elpi ha'be'er, that Yaakov first approached the well, and then he removed the stone that was on the mouth of the well. And he says, he say, he explains why this is. And he says, Venerally, um, right? He says, it appears to me that if it had only said, and not I would have said that this all happened by way of a miracle. Right, that that you know, if it just said, "Oh, and Yaakov removed the stone," then you would think, "Oh, this is miraculous." Of course, like how could he do what uh, what other shepherds needed to do in a group, and how could he do it easier than what, how they could have done? You would have thought, "No, that's derech anes, and not from his own strength." Right, and therefore it says first that he approached it, because what he continues is that in order for the reason that Yaakov approached it. Because he knew he was strong enough to remove it. So what the Maskele David is explaining is, with this Midrash, if the Pasuk just said, Vayagel, he removed it, you would think that like, you know, Hashem caused some kind of superhuman strength to overtake Yaakov. And even if he was standing 20 feet away, he just kind of went and scooped it up. Vayigash is a word that we see in the Torah, and it always implies in approaching something with an intention, right? V'yigash Yehudav elav. That's when Yehuda, for the parsha V'yigash, right, approaches Yosef with an intention of trying to reverse things, trying to to shift course, right? It's a very intentional approaching of something. And so what he explains is the reason that the pasuk says V'yigash first is because Yaakov knew his own strength. He knew that he was going to be able to remove that stone. He didn't approach it with this, you know, miracle overtaking him. And even he's scratching his head saying, where did that come from? He knew his own strength and that he was going to be able to do it. Now, I actually really like this explanation. I don't necessarily love that it still keeps us with this image of Yaakov being superhuman strength, because like I said, textually, I'm not sure that that's really backed up. But if all the Mepharshim are going to agree on this, then we have to do something with it. And I really like what the Maskele David does with it. Because if we have, if we view this as just like a nace, a miracle that happened, then this scene doesn't really show any growth for Yaakov. Yaakov's entire life is governed by what other people do for him, right? I mean, his mother dictates to him his own big decisions, right? And how he should do them. And this is the whole purpose of running away really is to, to, to stimulate the process, to initiate the process of Yaakov's growth as a person. He's not really going to be able to grow as a person when he's at home fighting with his brother, avoiding his tricking his dad, you know, being overpowered by his mom, etc. He's got to learn how to be himself and find himself out on his own. If God is swooping in and you know planting this miracle on him without him even seeing it coming, well, that's not really shifting the dynamic at all. That's just continuing to have other people do Yaakov's work for him. But if, as the Maskele David suggests, he knew his own strength and he approached the well 
knowing that he was going to be able to open it, then that really shifts our understanding of Yaakov in this moment. That shifts him from someone who is powerless and only given power from someone else to someone who actually has power himself and is now going to be willing and have the courage to use it and to use it on his own terms, and to use it for his own advancement. Yes, he used the power with the soup back in the day when he was young and, you know, saying to Esau, hey, give me the, you know, your Bechorah and I'll give you the soup. Yes, he does have some agency there, but that's kind of the only time in the story. The rest of the time, he really doesn't have agency. And that was also much earlier than the scene with stealing the bracha. Now, if we see it this way, he has his agency restored. He knows himself. He knows his limits. He knows his capabilities. And he's now comfortable using them in front of other people and using them for his own growth. Because, of course, he then, you know, is taken back to Lavan and becomes part of his household, etc., which offers some bad things, but also some good things, shelter, protection, etc. So I think that that's a, a, you know, a very a much more beautiful image um, of Yaakov. And I think that a nice way to, to view the story and really to consider what the greater role of this Parsha is, is Yaakov finding himself. And sometimes we can only find ourselves once we leave the comfort of home um, and enter the uncertainty of the known, which can feel really scary, but also provides us that rare opportunity to find ourselves in a new way that we can't always do when we're in the confines of our family and our home and the restrictions of everyday life. Shabbat Shalom.